Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great educational website? Then go to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll free of charge. Get a free class 10 Myths of American History when you do enroll. Look, I've got awesome classes there. Classes on the Constitution, classes on the Civil War, classes on secession, classes on American history. A whole slew of great stuff just waiting for you. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com, enroll, and get a real history education. Biden's going to flip the script on freedom in 2024. I'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. You've already heard about that. But also, you can go to brianmcclanahan.com, click on that support tab. You can go to Spotify for podcasters and subscribe there. Or, of course, you can click on that little super thanks button under the video if you're watching on YouTube. It's that little heart under the video. So lots of great ways to support the show financially. But as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Let people know you love it. Share it around on social media. Give it that five-star review. Leave a text review wherever you can. That does help get more ears listening to the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, comment for the algorithm. It does help get more eyeballs on the show. All right. Well, let's talk about Joe Biden and flipping the script for uh, 2024. And what I mean by that is, according to The Hill, Joe Biden is going to make himself the champion of freedom in 2024. Now, this is interesting because I've talked about on this podcast before the different definitions of liberty. And Joe Biden says that he's in favor of liberty. What kind of liberty? Donald Trump will say he's in favor of liberty. What kind of liberty? So I think this is an important discussion to have. Joe Biden may not be wrong in that he's saying he favors liberty, but it's a particular kind of liberty. And I think what you're seeing now in American politics, both on the left and the right, is kind of a mixing of these various strains of American liberty. And I'm taking this, of course, from David Hackett Fisher's Albion Seed, where he talks about these four British folkways that ended up in the North American colonies and that greatly influenced American culture moving forward. And so in New England, you had the liberty of the community over individual liberty. So group liberty, so to speak. The freedom from fear, the freedom from want, the freedom from, not the freedom to. And you find that when you look at how group dynamics worked in New England. For example, the COVID response during 2020 and 2021, when everything was locked down, that was a puritanical form of freedom. You see, you, you see people express this online and, of course, all during that time. I want to be free from your illness. So the people that virtue signal today by still walking around wearing masks and doing these kind of things and get upset when other people don't wear masks, what they're trying to do is enforce a puritanical form of group liberty on you. So because I'm wearing a mask, 
I'm doing my job to keep everyone else free from, even though the masks, particularly the little flimsy masks, don't do anything. I mean, you might as well just not be wearing anything. It actually is worse for your health. Uh, but the N95 masks, you know, if they're wearing that you know, secure, tight-fitting mask, well, it's to protect them, but it's also supposedly to protect you. And and the people that you know insist on others wearing masks, it's a kind of freedom. I don't want to be afraid of COVID. So I'm going to force you and everybody else to wear a mask. It was also kind of the stupid regulations where you can't go walking outside of your house, right? You can't walk down the street. Or if you're outside by yourself in the middle of a field, do you have to wear a mask? I mean, this kind of stupidity that was driving, not based on science. It was based on a puritanical conception of liberty. It's important to get that. There's a lot of other things that are driven by, a lot of other issues that are driven by this concept of liberty, as I'll talk about when I get into the piece on Joe Biden. Then, of course, we have the southern version of it. You know, you have the natural freedom, which is the borderlands people. I mean, basically, they just want to be left alone. Leave me alone. That's the natural freedom kind of liberty that has a dominant place in the south, also in the west, uh, in some parts of the North even, too, when you look at Western Pennsylvania, Western New York, you would have these kind of people. And, and even in some parts of New England where people just wanted to get away from the Puritans, you would have some of that, too. So that's the leave-me-alone kind of liberty. Just let me be, and I want to do what I want to do. That's the natural freedom. Then, of course, in Virginia, you had this hegemonic liberty. Liberty for me meaning the top class will eventually filter down into, into liberties for everyone else. But they would get them first. It doesn't mean they would deny the people liberty. In, in New England, they would do that, right? You would have privileged liberty. You would have people that would have certain individual liberties because of who they were in the community. This is what we call it. You look at the political class and we point out their hypocrisy. They could go to get their uh, hair cut during COVID, but nobody else could because, of course, they deserve that. Uh, they could go to restaurants when nobody else could because, of course, they deserve that. Because there are special dispensations for being a member of the political class. This is the idea of, you know, when I say dispensations, uh, this would be uh, you know, some of the corruption of the Catholic Church in the, in the uh, period leading up to the Reformation. So you have dispensations. Freedom from being uh, having to do these obligations. You know, you don't have to necessarily do what everybody, what all the schlubs are doing. You can do whatever you want because you're special, right? And that's the political class. You don't have to follow all the rules, financial rules. You can do insider trading that nobody really knows about. But And, and there's some really interesting social media accounts on this now that if you're a stock trader, they, they have it to where they can mirror whatever Nancy Pelosi is doing with her stocks because you're going to make money. She knows what's going to happen. You're going to make money. And there's a lot of other people in Congress who do this exact same thing, which is hilarious. But they get special rules. The rest of us don't have those rules unless you learn how to, how to you know, buy into those rules. you got to get in the club. Uh, now, in Virginia, that's a puritanical part of it. In Virginia, the class, the political class, the elite class, whatever you want to call them, the planter class in many cases, Jefferson, Washington, Madison, these people did have... A tremendous amount of liberty. But they also believe that any freeholder, any citizen in the state of Virginia should share the same kind of liberty. So what they demanded for their own self, for themselves, they would say the community also should share as well. So it's not like in Massachusetts where the leadership would get special liberties and everyone else would do something else. Whatever they demanded, 
they would then give to other freeholders and citizens in Virginia. So that's hegemonic liberty. And then, of course, you have a reciprocal liberty, which is the Quakers. That is, if I demand that you know, freedom of speech, I'm going to give you freedom of speech. It doesn't matter. The class, none of that matters. Freeholder doesn't matter. Just individuals matter. Now, of course, the Quakers were very tight-nipped, tight-nipped, um, not nip, tight-knit, uh, very closed society. And so, but that that idea of, of you know reciprocal liberty would find its way to uh, you know what we'd almost call libertarianism today, right? Well, I, I demand this liberty liberty of private property. Well, you're going to get liberty of private property in Virginia. They could deny that to certain people that didn't meet certain qualifications. But the Quakers, this was you know reciprocal. Everybody got these things. So we have these different strains of American liberty in different parts of the United States, what became the United States, different groups of people, different sections. All of that factors into how we, how we think about liberty today. And this is interesting because all these people could claim that they support liberty. They support freedom. The Quakers could, could say they supported freedom. The Puritans could say they supported freedom. The Virginians could say they supported freedom. Those on the frontier could say they supported freedom. But of course... Their definitions of freedom could run into conflict with each other. I'm not certain many Americans would think that restrictions are freedom, but there were some that would argue that. There are people that would argue that these things are freedom. Restrictions are actually freedom. Now, in a religious sense, the restrictions, the personal restrictions, form a type of liberty. There's your Christian liberty, where you have uh, the freedom from pain. Right? I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the freedom from having to face that eternal punishment or from the pain of sin and suffering. So you, you, you have personal restraint to keep from doing those things so you don't hurt on the other side. And that is kind of a, you know, the Puritans factor that into it. But so there is that, but that's still a personal restraint. And you don't necessarily force that unless, you know, you're talking about your congregation at church or you know, your family, whatever it is, you, you try to, there, there are different ways to look at that. So we have these very interesting concepts of liberty. So I'm going to get into this Joe Biden campaign launch. This is a piece in the Hill by Brett Samuels. Biden seeks to flip the script on freedom in 2024. It says President Biden is flipping the script on Republicans by casting himself as the protector of freedom. Going on offense by using a word and concept conservatives have frequently cited to push back on the president and his party. So he's flipping the script. I am the defender of freedom. They are not. Now, the issue that he's going to focus on most conclusively there are a couple of issues. Three issues, actually. One is gun control. That's a very puritanical look at freedom. One, of course, is abortion. That's another one. And then the other one is the LGBTQ stuff. The culture war. The last two are really culture war things. Uh, the gun control issue is sort of a culture war issue, but it's been around for a long time. But those last two would be more like individual liberty. Now, the other question is, of course, do people have the liberty not to want to partake in these things? Not to, not to support, not to have their tax dollars or their public money, whatever it is, or even in public spaces have to be faced with this stuff. Do people have the liberty not to be faced with what they consider to be immoral and disgusting in society? Do they have the liberty not to have to see that in a public place? 
And that way, is that not individual liberty? Is that also kind of a communal liberty? So you see, you have all these different strains of liberty running into each other here. And how do you kind of work these things out? Conservatives have always been interested in a sort of communal liberty. It doesn't matter if you're in Virginia or Massachusetts. or There's always been a type of communal liberty. The freedom from sin. To have to see these things that are not in line with their religious beliefs. And it, I mean, look, there's not a single monotheistic religion in the world. This is tolerant of Christianity of these things. And, uh, and the things we're talking about. Uh, really, and uh, per but particularly in the West, and uh, but the conservatives in all these religions, whether you're talking about Christianity, Judaism, Islam, I mean, their 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 ideas, of course, a liberty to be free from the nasty things in their mind that they have to see, right? So that would factor into it. Biden's campaign launch video was titled "Freedom," and he referenced freedom or freedom six times over the course of the clip. The campaign's first official and ad used those words seven times. Seven times. The president's team has used the term aggressively to tie Republicans, and in particular his political foe Donald Trump, to the January 6th riot at the Capitol that some of the GOP have been reluctant to condemn to highlight GOP efforts to curb abortion access and squash dissent in state houses. So again, this is, they're interested in freedom. Now think about the optics here. So January 6th. It's freedom from fear. We don't want to have, and it's freedom of government, right? This uh, sacrosanct building of the Capitol, even though these people were let in by the police. But anyways, the sacrosanct Capitol. Uh, but it's freedom from fear, freedom from the possibility, at least this is how they're selling it to the public, of rioting. Even though Democrats have rioted more often and, and more times, more, exponentially more times than Republicans ever have ever have. So you, know, you look at 2020, how many riots were Democrats leading? And I mean, nasty stuff. And then a lot of these people that were leading these things have now been arrested for other things. How much of that was driven by the Democrats and the, and the social justice warriors and, and the Wokies and all these things? All that stuff is being created by Democrat supporters. But the Democrats are going to zero in on one thing and saying, if you vote for us, you don't have rioting. Really? <laughs> You fooled me. Now, see, I mean, the optics here, the, the low-information voter in America is, going, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, they vote for these Republicans. Boy, they just riot. They're nasty. They're violent. I've seen this. When I've made comments, you know, about the left being the most violent political faction in the history of, of the Western civilization, what about all these hate groups that are right-wingers? Citing a report created by Democrats. <laughs> you can't make it up, right? You can't make it up. So then the other things, right, the... Uh, uh, of course, abortion. I mentioned that. That would be kind of a individual liberty issue. Uh, they're 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 looking at it as uh, maybe a Fourth Amendment issue or something like that. Ninth Amendment issue. That would be in line with you know somebody's ability to do something, not be prohibited creates a liberty, but to do something. And then dissent in state houses. They're looking at that as a freedom of speech issue. However. Legislative bodies can boot anybody out of a state house at any time they want for any reason. Really, I mean, they can. They can do whatever they want. In fact, when you go to the state house, you, can, you have protections of slander and libel while you're on the floor. Now, you can be censured for this from, the, from your uh, colleagues, but you can't be sued for it. 
So to, to, to say this is a free speech issue is a little bit uh, disingenuous. Both of these things, you know, a little bit disingenuous, three of the, two of the three, a little disingenuous on how they're using this term freedom and, again, low information voters. Now, the other issue, there's a heavy moral component to that. There are people that believe this is a liberty issue on the other side, and they're talking about it, you know, liberties for the unborn and these kind of things. So you have all of these things being weighed into this. But it's interesting how he's doing this. It's pretty clear the strategy here is going to be Republicans are coming after our freedoms or and our ability to do X, Y, and Z, said one Democratic strategist. Those are typically talking points Republican use. We're playing on their turf and winning. Now, that's interesting. The ability to do X, Y, and Z. What's the ability to do with the Capitol riot? Is that vote? Is this a voter registration issue? Of course, because... I mean, everybody can vote that wants to vote. What about what about the? We, I mentioned the other issue. Why? Well, I can see how they're saying that's the ability to do and dissent. Well, they're going to look at that as to do to be vocal against those in power. What they don't, what low information voters don't get is that it doesn't matter. Uh, in many cases, if you're talking about Republicans or Democrats, it's the same party. But at the state house, this is interesting. How many? How many occupations of state houses have we seen since 2021, January 6, 2021? And nobody calls these riots. Or, I mean, there's been some pretty nasty stuff that's happened at some of these things, but they're not riots, according to the left. This is this is dissent. This is free speech. You see, the optics are important. Of course, this democratic strategist is full of bunk. I mean, the way he's selling this is ridiculous. The effort puts Biden on a collision course with Trump, former Vice President Pence, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who all frequently talk about freedom, even as their visions for the country diverge sharply with Biden's. Well, Biden's got to be correct, right? That's how the Hill phrases that. Well, they talk about freedom, even though Biden's version of freedom, they're sharply with Biden. Again, you're looking at low-information voters that don't have the philosophical background or historical background to understand these things. Biden has been embracing the idea of freedom and pitching himself as the candidate most willing to defend basic freedoms in the early days of his 2024 campaign. The president and his campaign have emphasized Republican attacks on reproductive rights or restrictive abortion bans at the state level after a conservative Supreme Court majority overturned Roe v. Wade. Uh, and again, the, the issue with that was, was this even a correct federal understand? Was it even a federal issue? Well, no. I mean, the, the court's decision in Dobbs was the correct position when it comes to federalism. They should just go through and gut all the other stuff that the court has said, well, these are rights uh, that you know we have. This is where Clarence Thomas was going with it in his concurring opinion. We didn't go far enough in this. We should have gutted all kinds of stuff. And therefore... We could have gone after much of the substantive due process mistakes the court has made over the last half century. And the campaign has spoken about America's right to be free from gun violence. Free from. And the fear of mass shootings. Putting a spin on the notion by the GOP that Democrats want to impede on their gun rights. So again, look at what he's saying here. This is, this is what I was just talking about. You've got freedom from fear. It's very Roosevelt-esque. It's very puritanical. You have an individual liberty. So you've got these two things mixing together, right? You've got individual liberty 
being promoted in a couple of issues. And then you've got this puritanical form of communal liberty in the other. No one's really consistent on this is the problem. That's one of the big issues in all of this. If you're going to be a community liberty kind of person, well then you should agree with the decision in Dobbs. You should agree with some of the things that Republicans or those on the right want to do because they would be interested, particularly from a religious perspective, in having community liberty not to be subjected to stuff they don't like. But that's not it. You want to mix these things together and pick and choose what kind of liberty you want based on where your politics fall. This is all myths. This all goes back to Lincolnian America. And I want to put that there because... With all the centralization, this is what you get. If you didn't have so much centralization, it wouldn't be like this. To portray the president as a defender of the basic pillars of democracy, Biden's launch video begins with with, and features violent images from the January 6th riot in which Trump supporters stormed the Capitol to stop Congress from completing the last step in certifying the 2020 election. And Biden and the campaign have formed conservative culture war issues framed, I'm sorry, conservative cultural issues like book bans and laws targeting gender-affirming care as a matter of freedom, believing it it will resonate with Americans who see GOP lawmakers as overstepping. Now, violent images from the January... What we found, and of course, what... This is one of the reasons why I think the left, the establishment circling the wagons around themselves with Tucker Carlson right now, but one of the things that, of course, got him, I think to a point where people wanted him gone was the fact that he went through all the footage the staff did from the January 6th episode and he aired the dirty laundry and the lying of the establishment class. Look, I mean, if anybody has a brain, they don't believe any of this stuff anymore from January 6th. None of it really makes sense. But again, that's a different kind of freedom. And if you infringe on some of these other things, some of the culture war issues, well, that's then, if you say, I don't want to have X, Y, or Z. I don't want to have you know, LGBTQ stuff. I don't want to have abortion on demand. I don't want to have, you know, take your pick of these social justice issues, all these woke issues, because that's really what they are. Now you're portrayed as an enemy of freedom because you're taking freedoms away from those people. So it's, it's a clever move on the Democrats' part to say they're the party of freedom. A Fox News poll published in early April found 77% of parents surveyed were extremely or very concerned about book banning by local school boards, an increase of 11 percentage points since May 2022. Book burning or book banning, right? We're concerned about this, book banning. And I think maybe that was a bad issue for the Republicans Republicans to uh, to zero in on. I, I don't... I'm not denying that. You know, book banning probably wasn't the best issue, and it did open the door to the Democrats to say, well, look at these people. They just want to ban books. They're just awful people. Fundamental freedoms are under attack in our country today, Vice President Harris said at an event at Howard University, the day Biden launched his re-election campaign, calling it the tradition of our country to fight for freedom, to fight for rights, to fight for the ability of all people to be who they are and make decisions about their own lives and their bodies. Now, um, she might, she's right. I mean, freedom is a tradition of, of the United States, but which kind of freedom? Which kind of liberty? And so she's taking this as, you know, very much an individual liberty, this kind of natural freedom. That was one part. And uh, that was one part of the United States, and New Englanders wouldn't have agreed with that. 
nor would a Southernerism. For years, conservatives have uh, tried to claim the freedom mantle, painting Democrats as a party of government overreach that would interfere in the day-to-day lives and and decisions of Americans. Republicans have frequently cited the idea of freedom to defend the Second Amendment after mass shootings, to oppose early Biden administration efforts to require COVID-19 vaccinations, and to support arguments against gender-affirming policies at the state level. It's about common sense. It's about defending women's sports. But make no mistake about it, the battle against radical gender ideology is a battle for religious freedom. It's a battle we must fight, Pence, who is weighing a 2024 presidential run, said at a recent Faith and Freedom Coalition event in Iowa. So, common sense, women's sports, but it's a battle for religious freedom, which will then affect the community. So, these are interesting things that are happening here with these definitions of liberty and community and all this kind of stuff. In addition to Pence, other Republicans expected to jump into the presidential race have repeatedly sought to use freedom as a messaging tool. Well, I mean, this is the typical Republican MO, but as I pointed out in this podcast, how we define freedom and liberty is important. So, DeSantis, who is expected to announce his candidacy in the coming weeks, has tried to build up his political brand around the idea of freedom. He used the word freedom 12 times in his inaugural address in January, after being re-elected, he labeled his recent budget proposal the Framework for Freedom, and his new memoir is entitled The Courage to be Free. Now, of course, those of the left would say, well, DeSantis isn't for freedom. But you go back and you look at his COVID response. It was against the Trump administration's COVID response. I mean, this is what he's banking on. Now, again, DeSantis has been a, has been a good governor in Florida, using the powers of the executive branch in Florida to his advantage. I've mentioned before that I'm not so certain he would be a great president. I think he'd be a very good governor and continue in that. Of course, he's got his last term there. What's he going to do from there? I think maybe if the situation doesn't look good for DeSantis, you could see him sticking as governor for a couple more years and then running for president. He wouldn't have uh, much else to do politically. Maybe he could run for senator or something. But I think that you know this is his career path now. He's politician. So this is why DeSantis came out with his America First kind of foreign policy. He's, he's reading the tea leaves. He knows where the Republican Party is generally moving, and anti-establishment is generally moving. This is, the, of course, the, uh, the appeal of someone like RFK Jr., which I find fascinating. Maybe I'll do a podcast on him at some point. But, uh, but again, this is standard boilerplate Republican stuff. We're going to talk about freedom. And, of course, you know when you look at Uh, What his agenda is in Florida, it's freedom from government tyranny, right? It's it's the natural freedom kind of thing. Or when you look at his opposition to what corporations are doing, it's maybe a different kind of freedom there. But certainly, that's also kind of a freedom from thing. So, uh, Senator Tim Scott, another candidate who is expected to formally enter the 2024 race this month, has also used freedom as a line of attack against Biden as he sharpens his message for the presidential contest. Quote, Joe Biden says he wants to talk about freedom. Americans need more freedom, Scott said in a video message posted last week. Freedom from his, freedom from his bone-crushing inflation and even higher taxes. Freedom from showing up at school board meetings to talk about your kids and being considered a domestic terrorist. Freedom from a wide-open, insecure, unsafe border. Yes, we want to talk about freedom. Now, look at the way he used that. Freedom from. Not freedom to, but freedom 
from. That's an important distinction. Again, I mentioned at the beginning we have different definitions of freedom that are coming into play here. Not freedom to, but freedom from. That is a much more New England-centered idea of freedom. Freedom from being called a terrorist. Freedom from inflation. I mean, these, these are important things, right? You don't want a government that's going to crush you economically or call you a terrorist because you're exercising your ability to, uh, to protest at a local school board or freedom from uh, illegal immigration and how that's going to affect you. But again, these are all very interesting ways to use freedom. But it's a conversation Democrats are happy to have right now. A Fox News poll released last week found 60% of voters view banning books as a major problem in schools. Now again, banning books, it's a freedom to read these books. I want to be able to read whatever I want to read. Well, it's a freedom to, not a freedom from. Now Republicans, we we don't want to have this kind of literature in our elementary school libraries, right? That's a freedom from these things. So this is very interesting how these different different ideas of liberty and freedom and all that plays out. The same poll found 57% of parents view attacks on transgender families as a major problem, compared to 49% who believe trans women competing in female sports is a major problem. The latter issue has emerged as a major talking point for conservatives. So if you look at this, I mean, the Democrats are saying, well, we've got 57% of Americans saying that there's a freedom to issue here. People being trans, there's a freedom to do that and for uh, trans people to compete in whatever sport they want to compete in. It's 57% is freedom to. Now, the 49% would be a freedom from issue. Women, freedom from having to compete against males in female athletics. That, I mean, that at one time, that would have been a no-brainer. But now we've got this very, you know, strange situation happening in America, but I mean, that that 49%. So you can see the Democrats are saying, hey, the freedom too is on our side here. Freedom too, that comes down to this natural liberty idea, um, the maybe the reciprocal liberty. So we have these different uh, ideas of liberty working here. The Biden campaign doesn't want to cede the rhetorical ground on the issue of freedom. Campaigns are very much competitions over framing, said Danny Hayes, a political science professor at George Washington University. You have Biden saying, I'm defending freedom. That's a hallmark of democracy, Hayes added. It's a different way of talking about freedom than Republicans typically do. Now, I would, this is, what I would say is that Biden is talking about freedom the way Republicans would typically talk about freedom. Not the way Democrats would typically talk about freedom, but the way Republicans could. Democrats generally talked about it in these freedom from languages. So Biden has kind of taken these um, more libertine issues and run with them. These are libertine issues, whereas the Republicans are looking at community liberty and the people not being subjected to these kind of things that they don't think are moral and correct. Right? So... It's an interesting way to look at it, but I've done these podcasts before where I talk about liberty and freedom and different definitions and different cultural analysis of this in this framework of liberty and freedom, what those things actually mean. And again, go back and read Albie and C, David Hackett Fisher, and you'll get a much better understanding of this. That would be a vital book to grasp these different concepts of liberty. So 
Um, we're going to wrap it up with that. I mean, this was an interesting topic, I thought, one that needed to be covered because as we're rolling into this campaign season, these this obviously freedom from or to is going to be used. Republicans talking a lot more about freedom from, Democrats talking a lot more about freedom to on many issues, though the issues are reversed on some things. Biden, you have freedom from the fear of you know, a, a firearm, Republicans freedom too. So they've become this very confused jumble of things now. No one's really being consistent in how they view freedom in any one of these things. And of course, all of this is part of the Lincolnian problem because you know what? These are all issues that should be handled at the state and local level. The problem is we've got a federal court system that gets involved and that creates a big mess for everyone. All right. See you next week on The Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.